How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Sam Emery Podcast. I am your host, Sam Emery. So basically what I wanted to uh, start off this episode with was to give kind of a to give kind of a background a little bit about me and kind of what the podcast in general is going to consist of what it's going to be about I wanted to start off by saying that part of my vocation um, is to teach the catechism and so that's kind of what I hope to use this platform for a little bit um, I don't really want to go too crazy on some things but Obviously, there's some things that I feel pretty strongly about. Obviously, I love all the church's teachings, um, but there are some that I'd like to emphasize more than others. And so, basically, yeah, so I I already teach RCIA now, which if you don't know what RCIA is, it means Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. I think it is changing to OCIA soon, which would be order instead of right. Um... But yeah, so I already do that a little bit, and I do that over at the Basilica of St. Peter. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's a little bit about me, but like for the podcast, basically the podcast is going to be about anything, be about anything that revolves around Catholicism or maybe something that I'm just interested in in general. Uh, so like today's first episode is actually on a movie that I just watched the other night and is actually blowing up the box office right now. It's called Sound of Freedom. If you know the movie, awesome. If you don't, well, you're going to learn a little bit about it today and the story that goes into it. I loved the movie. I thought it was fantastic. But before that, I wanted to first say thank you all for joining me, supporting me, and listening to this first episode of the Sam Memory Podcast. So yeah, we're going to talk about Catholicism. Um, I want to do a Bible study on true masculinity. Um, yes, for those on YouTube, I grabbed my chapstick and was holding on to it. Not, not really too sure why. Um, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, so I want to do a Bible study on true masculinity. I want to be able to have where my podcast episode slash YouTube video would be me and all the people that are in the study all together in the room so you'd be able to hear the conversation. I think that that would be pretty entertaining rather than just me talking to you guys because I know I can't do every episode with just me talking because that's going to get boring. You don't want to listen to me for more than like five minutes. You might zone out, not even finish the episode, whatever. Sadly for you today though, this first episode is only me talking. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm too annoying. Maybe I talk too fast. Maybe I'll slow it down. Maybe I'm just a little too excited starting this podcast because my dream job is to have a Catholic talk show. And so I wanted to just try to see where it gets going when I, while I'm young. And so, yeah, I'm 21 years old. I go to the University of South Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me. And, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, so the first episode about Sound of Freedom, a little bit about Tim Ballard, who the story like the main character of the story is Tim Ballard. And so yeah, let's get right into it. Episode 1, Sam Memory Podcast. All right. So, Sound of Freedom, Tim Ballard. Highly highly recommend this movie. I did not know too much about 
the topic of trafficking. Uh, wasn't too knowledgeable about it. I was kind of ignorant of it, in all honesty, and I regret to say that. So I wanted to say, first off, that ignorance is not bliss. You might think, oh, like it doesn't affect me. Well, it does affect you because it's affecting the littlest ones. It's affecting the children. It's affecting women. It's affecting men. Not only, not only is it affecting the victims, it's affecting the perpetrators. We do not want these people to lose their salvation. We must pray for their conversion of heart. We must pray for these children and these men and these women to be found, to be freed, and to no longer be slaves to this grave evil that is plaguing our world. But yeah, so anyways, I read an article on historyvershollywood.com. If you're on YouTube, I'm going to put the link in the description. And so I want you all to maybe go and read the full article. You can read the full article if you want. But that's where like the bulk of my information comes from. And then obviously within their own article, they got information from outside sources as well. So I will quote those as I go along. So after reading this article, so after the movie, I was very interested in it. And I was like, okay, my first podcast episode is going to be about this movie. It was just the movie had me very shaken up, to be honest. Um, I was very disturbed by it, to be honest, because of how how much like it didn't show the children getting not gonna say too much because I'm not trying to get banned on my first podcast episode, but they didn't show the children actually being uh, hurt in any way, but it did show like the stuff leading up to it. And so basically the movie is pretty accurate to what all took place in the story that happened in Tim Ballard's life. Um, some things are left out or changed, but I mean, it is a movie and all things have to fit and it has to flow. But however, after reading what Tim Ballard says, actually, after reading what he actually says happened, um, versus what the movie portrayed, it seems to not be super contrasting. Um, this man, Tim Ballard, a uh, little bit about him. He got so frustrated. He worked in, I think it was Homeland Security. Um, he basically spent a lot of time just chasing down the pedophiles. And so he got so frustrated with always catching the pedophiles but not rescuing the children that when the time came for him to do something, he did. And so we see this in the movie. One of his colleagues says to him, um, how many pedophiles have you caught? And he says, I think it was like 288. And he goes, that's not so bad, isn't it? Or is it? And then the coworker was like, well, yeah, well, how many children have you saved? And he didn't have an answer. And so, like, this is, like, kind of, like, the, the movie's way of, like, I guess, showing when that internal frustration starts to happen. And so I really liked that. And so he gets frustrated. And he goes and does something. He takes it into his own hands. And he, next thing you know, he's chasing down. Um, he's trying to find this one girl because he's, he... You'll see, you'd see in the movie, I don't want to spoil too much, but he's chasing down this girl. And I think he was in Colombia or Honduras, something like that. And I think it was Colombia. And he pretty much gets a call from his boss. And his boss says to him, you got to come home. It's over. We can't keep funding this anymore. You got to come home. Because he's Homeland Security. So like he not like that's really out of his jurisdiction to be in a different country and so here he is he's left with i can either go home and stop doing all this work that i've worked so hard for and just leave this little girl to suffer the rest of her life or i can quit my job and continue to do this 
but I'd have no funds. He is in the very middle of a huge, huge crossroad, and I can't imagine what was going through his mind. And so he calls his wife, and he explains the situation to her. And he had, Tim Ballard admitted to being a coward. Those were his words. I quote, a coward, because when he called his wife, he was hoping she would say to come home. Because Tim Ballard's family is pretty big. I think they have like nine kids, and two of them are adopted. And I think the two that are adopted might have been two that he has he had saved, maybe. Um, but anyways, I think he had only like six or seven, maybe, at the time. At like the time of like the events in the movie. And so... His wife said to him, I will not let you jeopardize my salvation by not doing this. And so now this is quite something to say. And so this kind of reminded me of a quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it goes it goes like this. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. And so I think Mrs. Ballard must have known that this was something that her husband must do. And not to do it, it would be a cowardice thing to do. And so further... Um, obviously he doesn't have a job anymore. How can he fund these high level operations? A man named Glenn Beck was the one who funded everything for Tim and the team for the operations. Um, so Tim no longer had a job, so he had to fund money. He had to get some funds somehow in order to catch these monsters. And so I think it is a safe thing to say that God may have played a role in assisting Tim and team to meet Glenn Beck. I do not know how they met, but I believe Divine Providence may have been involved. And so I want to say thank you, Mr. Glenn Beck, for being the person that could fund these operations for Tim Ballard and his team. So Tim went on to say that in this regard to how accurate the movie was. So they play with sometimes, they bring a couple of things together that didn't happen that fast, of course. And that some things are definitely overreported. And that Jim Cavaziel makes me look way cooler than I am, I promise. And he also said that some things are underreported. Like in the movie, you would see that they went and did an island operation. And they, in the movie, they only rescued 54 kids. But in real life, they actually rescued over 120. And there actually is a documentary coming out on this called Triple Take. And that information comes from, of course, History vs. Hollywood website. They got that information from a source called the Victory Channel. So now I kind of want to go over some child trafficking statistics that are quite alarming, quite scary, and quite terrifying. Um, the first one is that there are 40.3 million trafficked persons globally today, and 25% of them are children. Approximately 350,000 children are reported missing every year in the U.S. Of that total, an estimated 100,000 are being trafficked. Child sex trafficking has been reported in all 50 U.S. states. The 2021 Federal Human Trafficking Report stated that 57% of human trafficking victims were minors. The United States is one of the top destinations for human trafficking and is among the largest consumers of child sex. Human trafficking is a $150 billion per year business, more than the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL combined. It has eclipsed the illegal arms trade. Like what in the world? What in the world is going on here? This is terrifying. And this next thing is pretty pretty freaking terrifying as well. So, in an interview with the Daily Signal, Ballard explained kind of what 
what happens when it comes to trafficking. And so a lot of it does happen at the border. And so I'll kind of paraphrase and then I'll read his exact quote at the end. Um, so basically he said that like out of nowhere, like some kids just like show up at the border and all they have is a name. And this isn't, this name isn't their real name. It's the name that like the person that is trafficking them gives them. And so like they have like information on who to call to come get these kids. And so what, what would happen would be in this interview, he pretends to pick up the phone and he goes, hi, we have Jose Gonzalez, Mr. George Smith. And then the person that's pretending to be George Smith, maybe it's his real name, probably not though, goes, yeah, yeah, that's my kid, whatever. And so then Tim Ballard quotes, they used to actually fly down and have to pick the kid up. Not anymore. Our taxpayer dollars will now send the kid by plane or bus to this sponsor. I did air quotes right there if you're just listening. With no background check, no DNA, nothing. And they deliver the kids. Our taxpayer dollars are literally, for the first time in American history, our taxpayer dollars are going to facilitate the last leg of a child trafficking event. What in the world? What is going on? Our taxpayer dollars are being used to harm these children. Like, come on. And to get to get away from the gloomy stuff, like, there's no way you can talk about this topic and not be gloomy because it's a very gloomy topic. It's a very scary topic. And I just, I'm making this episode, my first episode of the podcast about it because I wanted to raise awareness. Um, I'm going to put the link to... Um, his foundation in the link, um, or you can just visit their website, which I'll get to later, uh, and donate. Please donate because they need funds to do these operations. And obviously, like I'm not built to go in there and save these kids. I mean, I'm scared of the dark, quite frankly. And he goes in the dark. He goes to the darkest places and saves these kids. Maybe they're not like physically dark, but he goes in these places and saves these kids and that's something that I can never do and I'm just so so blown away by Tim Ballard his whole team everything and so to learn a little bit about a t- about his team um, he's the founder of an op- of an organization called Operation Underground Railroad OUR for short I don't know if they call it our or just OUR um, it is a nonprofit where many former government operatives quit their jobs to rescue children um, Apparently that the U.S. has not made rescuing children a priority. We can all assume our own things there, but I would say I think it's because of some reasons that involve our government in this scheme. I think part of our government is involved in this trafficking. It might be kind of far-fetched, but oh well. I think it's pretty legit. Um, O-U-R, our, O-U-R, I'm going to just say O-U-R. O-U-R can work in any jurisdiction and alongside law enforcement to rescue the kids. According to Fox News, they have been involved in over 4,000 operations and 65,000 arrests, or six, excuse me, 6,500 arrests since their inception. Ballard goes to say that they have extracted over 6,000 women and children. Tim Ballard also says that his wife was such a large, such a huge part in him being able to quit his job and start the organization. And so I want I included that because when I told the story earlier about how his wife's quote about encouraging him to quit the job Um, but I wanted to give this a message for all of us young men out there or just if you're a man that's not married in general um, preferably a man that's never been married because certain things go along with that but that's not the topic of today 
Uh, so this is a message for us. If you are called to the beautiful vocation of holy matrimony, marry a woman that will walk with you to Christ. And so, yes, Tim Ballard and family are, I don't know if all of his kids are, but um, him and his wife are Mormon. And so let's also pray for their conversion to Christianity, more specifically to the Catholic faith. Um, and so I wanted to include also that obviously we ha we can learn a lot. They may be Mormon, but we can learn a lot from this. Like such faith, such faith from his wife, such faith from Tim Ballard. It is beautiful. And so you can support and donate to Operation Underground Railroad by visiting their website. If you're on YouTube, I'm going to have the link in the description. Um, I may be able to get this on the podcast and the podcast platforms, but I've never posted on there. So I'll be honest, I don't really know how it all works. But if it's in there, it's in there. If it's not in there, go to the website, search Operation Underground Railroad, donate. Donate whatever you can. It's got, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, but just, just donate. It, it could be you doing your part. Pray about it. Pray about it. Ask the Lord what he wants you to do in regards to this. And so as you wrap up my first episode, I just want to thank all of you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, slash follow, or just simply think about what I've said today. Bring it to prayer. Ask Christ what he wants you to do regarding this matter. I don't care if you follow, subscribe, whatever. I'm doing this for fun. Um, I would like it to get bigger. I would like to be able to do this full-time, kind of like Pints of the Aquinas or something like that. I love Pints of the Aquinas. Go check them out. Matt Frad is awesome. Um, but I want you to carefully examine what you are watching, listening, and following. A lot of elites like government figures, celebrities, I hate to say it, but they're involved in the trafficking. They're involved in this. And so let's be alert and always ready to fight for the good, the true, and the beautiful. And so that'll be all for this episode. I would like to conclude with an Ave Maria as we beg Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother, to pray for us and for these kids to be rescued. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ormotis nostri. Amen. And also, as I pray to our Father, not the Our Father, but to our Father, Father Most Holy, I pray and beg you to help us stand up to face these monsters. Help what is in the dark be brought to the light. In the, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thy Son, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I do realize that when I started into the sign of the cross, the way I said Father sounded a little weird, but oh well. Hope you guys enjoyed. I thank you all for coming out. I guess not really coming out, for going on your phone and either watching or listening. Um, I thank you guys, and I look forward to seeing you guys next time. God bless.